Welcome to Cricket Only Better episode 231. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the ultimate betting guide to the Pakistan Super League. And back to guide you through it all and to keep us in check, it's Sam Collins. That's right, Hawkins. I love the Pakistan Super League so much that I have come back, especially. But here's a man who loves it even more, if if that is such a thing as possible. Um, hello, Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfair. Hi, Sam. Um, yes, that is possible. I do love the PCFPSL. Okay, and as ever, you are joined by Richard Mann, who's been bathing in winners. Uh, that is a mental image for all of you. He told you that the Sunrisers would win the SAT20 right here on this show. Also, a nice 9-2 Bumrah winner on the second test between India and England. Richard Mann, are you a happy man? I am. What a lovely intro, Sam. Thank you. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great start to the year, so we've got some really good stuff coming up, so long may it continue. Lovely stuff. And as Hawkins says, this is indeed the ultimate betting guide to the PSL, which starts on Friday. Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann will name their winner and their top four. And Hawkins, what else do we have? Yeah, we've got ground guides from Paul, Paul Krishnamurti. We've got batter and bowler win rates. On individual innings, we've got teams ranked for batting and bowling power, we've got possible 11s and all the analysis and key plays. Hawkins, that really is incredible stuff. Thank you. Uh, one thing we don't have yet, though, are the odds. Luckily, we have some tissue odds from Hawkins. Uh, no comment on that. He's expecting the sportsbook and Betfair Exchange to look something like this. Moulton Sultans and Lahore Quilanders are joint favourites at 7-2. Islamabad United are 9-2. Karachi Kings also 9-2. Peshawar Zami 5s. Keti Gladiators 9-1. Hawkins, please remind us how this tournament works. Yeah, it's pretty much straightforward franchise league with um, your qualifier and eliminators. So it's top four from six into the playoffs. Lahore Quilanders beat Moulton in last year's final. Lahore won, won the last two. Moulton never out of the top two in the last four editions. They've won it once, however. So these two sides, Lahore and Moulton, dominating it, really. Um, elimination qualifier, as I said. We've got nine games in Lahore, five in Moulton, eight in Ralpindi, and then we've got 12 in Karachi, including the playoffs and the final. Paul Krishnamurti coming straight to you on the grounds because we have some pretty reliable-looking trends here. Yeah, we do. Um, so, I mean, people will remember really crazy high scores last year. And I don't want to detract from that trend because it tends to be happening everywhere. Um, these are very good grounds to run. There's very few sub-160s out there. But be wary that the market might overreact to what happened last year, what happened in the last game, and to be alive to the differences between the grounds because they're quite significant. So, first of all, very quickly, Moulton, we've only got five games to work on there. It looked good for runs, three out of five, first innings were 190+. plus. Um, now, the one really for the big scores was Raul Pindi, right? Seven out of the last 12, their first innings have been 200+, plus, so 200 should be odds on. But amazingly, three out of the 12 first innings were 240+. plus. So, should be a three-to-one chance. Even if 200 was par, you would still probably get 10 about that 10 1. You might even get 16s, 20s, or bigger in some games. Um, also, uh, very good for sixes. So expect late scoring there. Um, at Lahore, we've got loads of form at Lahore. This is a fascinating stat. Massive, massive advantage to defenders here. 27 out of the last 35 matches have gone to the team batting first, which I can't remember a stat like that actually. 
Uh, another one, very reliable for runs around 180, 185, but it's not such a great place, very big scores. Um, only 18% of games gets 200 plus in the first innings. Um, another very important stat here, sixes are extraordinarily low. 19 out of 35 games there, less 10 or fewer sixes. And the line these days generally minimum 13.5, 14.5, sometimes bigger. So there should be some unders value there. And then finally, we get to Karachi, which is more like the uh, the par ground there. Again, you're looking at a par about 180. Two, uh, 200 comes in 25% of the time, so it should be three to one. I think that could probably be a bet the way the trends are going. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Uh, Richard Mann, your top piece of advice um, before we start analysing these teams, preferably cricket betting related. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all in agreement. Runs, runs, runs. Um, but I think even in a tournament where we expect the bat to dominate, I think if you bet extremes and bet contrary, and I'm talking about in running in the match odds now, there, there are still some big value to be had. And I think you'll you'll hit the jackpot once or twice. I want to take you back last year. Islamabad needed 57 from 24. Uh, with four overs left when they played Multan at Rao Pindi. They're out to double figures. I remember it well. I've tried to look it up today, but I remember it well. 18 off the last over they required, never been done before. But what have we said over the last few weeks? Paul's been banging the drum. New norms are being created in T20 cricket, one-day cricket all the time. They, of course, went on and won that game. And then we had a game, again, at Rao Pindi, actually. Keta versus Karachi, four overs left. They needed 14.25 again. Massive prices in running. Um, but they, they got home. I think the two balls to spare in that match. Um, so you can still bet contrary. You can just wait and then back something extreme in what seems impossible and what was impossible five years ago. It just isn't anymore. But I think specific for this competition, always do it with the bat on side. And look, you only need to hit the jackpot once or twice in this competition, which I'm sure you will do. Um, and it'll definitely pay, pay its way. Okay. An early request for a boffin call from Hawkins. Uh, top five most reliable top bats in individual innings are... Yeah, thanks, uh, Sam. This is two-year form, so how many times have these batters won in the last two years? These are your top five rated in reverse order. It's Munro at Islamabad United with winning 29%. Bakar at Lahore Calendars winning 35% of the time. Rizwan at Multan, 38% of the time. Babar Azam now at Zalmi, 38% of the time. And rather surprisingly, top of the tree, it's Jason Roy at Keta. Uh, perhaps says a lot about Keta's batting. Uh, he's winning forty-six percent at the time. A little bit of a strategy for you. Suggest you back these boys when they are boosted with sportsbook. If you do that consistently throughout the tournament with these numbers, I think you're going to be okay. Use the price boosts, but uh, I suspect none of them are going to be um, too short with those win rates. Thanks, Hawkins. Top bowlers coming up a bit later. Don't miss the picks for this one at the end of the show. As for who wins and who makes the top four, we also have every game covered on betting.betfair. Now, though, we move on to team-by-team analysis. And in reverse betting order, we start with Jason Roy's Keta Gladiators, who we reckon could be as big as 9-1. to Hawkins, do your worst. Yes, finished bottom last season. That's because for batting rank, they were the worst of the lot in terms of their run rate. Sixth bowling rank, they were pretty good, though. They finished uh, second for bowling economy. Uh, Roy, as I stated, 46% is your top bat bet. Uh, and with the ball, your best return rate is Nawaz at 20%. That includes uh, him winning uh, on dead heat rules, the old dead heat rules where 
and they're now using economy to split teams, uh, bowlers rather. Uh, so fewest number of runs wins possible. 11 for you, Roy, Smead, Yusuf, Rousseau, Shaquille, Hasaranga, Safaraz, Mohamed Wasim, Mohamed Amir, Kadir and Mohamed Hasnain. Hasnain's had injuries, but is a good top bowler. But Amir, five and seven on the top bowlers for Karachi Kings last term, so one to watch. Okay. Um, Keta haven't made the playoffs for four seasons, Richard Mann. Is this their year? No, poor, poor team. Uh, I I don't like anything about it, really. Hasaranga, good pickup, I suppose. Now, I think they'll struggle. I think you've got to be pretty poor as well if you can't make the playoffs for four seasons when there's there's only six teams and the top four finish. I think they're destined to struggle again, I'm afraid. Paul, views, please. Yeah, well, I think they're the proof that these tournaments are lotteries. Uh, they keep failing every year and it's very predictable every year. There's a big, big gulf between them, those top sides. And there's no reason at all to think they'll improve. To me, they look the weakest on manpower. Ed mentioned Jason Roystad. He's their top batsman in 46% of games. Jason Roy is a player we generally think is in decline. So uh, I'm afraid I think they're going to finish bottom again. Okay. And do we have a betting nugget for uh, this team each, fellas, Richard? Quick one for me. I mean, if they, they do struggle like we think we do, and we've seen it a lot in other franchise tournaments, once a team get on a downward trend, they gen, generally implode. And you just think of the Thunder. We've just had the bash, Sydney Thunder, and you had people like Chris Chris Green at number seven and eight winning the top batsman market at 40s and 50s. And that could happen here if they, they go into three falls, 2030 might win it one week. Akila Sainz in the squad, I don't think he'll start the season, but when he comes in, he'll about 7-8. He can really hit a ball. Could easily make a quick 30 or 40 on these pitches. You want to be 40-50 to 1, really, but I think you might get it if and when he gets in the team, so keep an eye on him. Or um, Rutherford's another one as well who can club a few down the yard and it'll be a big price. Okay, Paul? Well, I think that's brilliant advice for Rich. Uh, completely agree with that. Going back to the Jason Roy point, Jason Roy hadn't been in the form that he's been in previous years. How many of these times would this market been won by the outsiders? So I think that they are in line to get skilled somewhere a few times. And uh, again, that brings to the other thing. Surely this is the team's back unders. If there's going to be, there will be a few games in the tournament that are extreme unders. Very few will be under 160, but you'll get your occasional one under 140. Right, where a team is skilled. They're the team to do it with, strikes me. Okay, thanks, fellas. Peshwar Zelmi are the next best. Uh, suspect Hawkins has priced them at fives. Look at the poor bowling attack. Hawkins, fill us in. Yeah, Zelmi finished fourth last season. Batting rank at one, bowling rank, however, uh, down in sixth position and conceding more than 10 and over. And just bringing back to what Paul said earlier about those ground guards, can you match up uh, team form with ground guys? You can do that with Zalmi at Raul Pindi. There is just run fest there, as Paul said, uh, with this lot, with their bowling rank and batting rank as it is. Expect big runs um, with those four games that play they play at Royal Pindi. Uh, for some of those games, they may, might line up like this. Babra Zam, Siam Ayob opening the batting. Harris, Kola Kadmore, Paul Asifali, Mousy, Amir Jamal, Lukewood, Urshad and Wakar. As I said, Babar, 38% winning on your top bats and Urshad 28.5% is your man to follow with the ball okay um, Paul Krishnamurti the market does tend to be slightly more impressed by batting rather than bowling does that mean Hawkins is maybe half a point too um, too too short sorry sorry too long here 
No, I think he's right. Um, I think his price is right. And I personally think that bowling's more important than batting in determining these competitions marginally. Um, I mean, as laid out stats, couldn't really be any more clear. There's a very, very lopsided team and you can see it from the personnel. Looks more about as lopsided the teams I can remember and teams like that don't win tournaments as far as I can remember. Um, maybe that batting's good enough to ensure that yet again they qualify, but that's as far as I take it for them. Richard, your take on the slot? Yeah, I mean, I'm always banging the get your bowlers in drum, but I, I, look, it's such a strong batting lineup. Um, I suppose that the one negative would be Baba because there's so much depth. You don't want him crawling along at a runner ball in the first 10 overs. You know, they've all got to go, really, because there's so much depth. I think Luke Wood, potential to be a real, real good player in this competition. And we think about the recent competitions that have just been won, the SA20, Marco Janssen, left-arm quick bowler, and then Spencer Johnson for the Brisbane Heat. I'm not saying Luke Wood's in that category, but he's a quick bowler who swings a new ball. And if you get early wickets, you can put teams on the back foot. He's potential to take them to the next level. I think they're a dangerous outfit. Okay, one way to play Zalmi or Krishnamati. Yeah, um, as we said, it runs, runs, runs. Both teams to score um, extreme targets, um, especially when they get to Val Pindi. And one other thing, um, I think Ed mentioned again, Salman Urshad has good top bowler numbers. He's generally quite a good price in their top bowler market, 7241. Okay, Richard. Yes, Sam Ayobaba. I mean, you'd be mad to take on Baba in the top batsman markets because we know the type of role he plays, the anchor role, very hard to beat. But I think in the milestone markets, if you like Cola Cadmar, Powell, or I'm Sam Ayobaba, I think he's a terrific young talent. I think you're betting guys to get a 50. And be interesting to see what sort of price people to make a ton go on off because this is a tournament where people do make hundreds if you can get silly prices. Um, for guys that you like, that, that could be the way forward. Okay, thank you very much. A reminder that Richard Mann will reveal exclusively the winner of this tournament at the end of the show. We continue with the next team off the rank, the proverbial rank, um, Karachi Kings, around 9-2, to two, Hawkins thinks. Uh, give us the lowdown, please. Uh, yeah, finished fifth at last time. Uh, batting rank fourth, bowling rank two, possible 11. Vince, Aklak, Deploy, Masood, Irfan, Shoaib Malik, potentially. Um, interesting to see whether he's uh, still considered in the mix. Uh, Pollard, Nawaz, Hassan Ali, Tabrai Shamsi and Anwar. Um, just looking at top bats and uh, top bowlers where they've just had such churn, they've lost all their best players, basically. Baba Shajil and Imad Wazim over the last two years have been there. Um, guys to follow on the top bat markets, but they're all gone. So we're looking at Duploy as a big runner now, has really come to the fore in this market. And uh, Vince, we need boosted these days, I think, uh, to up that three to one, seven to two mark. Interesting to see how Duploy goes. Um, Richard Mann, would you be uh, deploying Duploy in these conditions? I would. I mean, the cat might be out of the bag now in terms of price. I'd be interested to see where he bats and what sort of price he's. But look, he's just an outstanding player. Obviously done it in South Africa, but fans of county cricket know too well that he scored runs all around England, primarily for Derbyshire. Um, I think these pitches are actually really suiting. Really good sweeper, reverse and convention as well. So I see no issues here. I'd be disappointed if you don't have a good tournament. Paul Krishnamurti, are these fellas kings in name only? Probably not. I mean, they've been very disappointed in the last two. 
and we've seen big, big losses and changes. So that doesn't bode well. Um, I would say they could qualify. There is still enough quality in that lineup to qualify. Duplois is a great signing. Um, Sam Massoud also a good signing for them. You could argue Pollard is a. I don't know if Pollard is a great signing anymore. Nawaz, but Nawaz another decent pickup. But I think too much churn really, and they'll probably struggle again. Okay, Nuggets, Richard. Uh, yeah, if if you want to take a few quid down, the order at big prices. Nawaz is very dangerous, and he's been making runs in Bangladesh recently. And Jamie Overton can hit a long ball. Been doing it for Oval Invincibles and Surrey. Um, I'm not sure when he'll come into this side, but just just keep an eye on the big prices. If you're getting 33s, 40s about this guy, then maybe worth a spin. Cool. Well, um, building on exactly what Ed, uh, Rich just said there, um, this is a site whether they. Whether they have the consistency it contends or not, they've definitely got runs in. There is a big total in this side where Vince and Duploy get off a good start, and then you've got real power to death in Pollard, Nawaz, even showed Malik, very solid finisher. So perhaps they're the team to go with with layovers somewhere and to back some extreme totals. Can I just jump in there? If, you, if Paul's saying I've been waiting for the team that chased then. Because we're going to get some good run chases here and close matches and got it last year. Um, betting the tie at massive prices might be worth a, a few quid as well if you think we're going to have some some big crazy finishes. You don't need one to land, don't you? I mean, what do you reckon, Ed? The tie, tie will go off 33s, 40s? Yeah, and, and, and so we've spoken about it in play, haven't we, as a bet, something to trade. Uh, if it's getting down to that last over, you know, we've talked about in the last IPL. I mean, it's something that I've been thinking about last week, uh, mm. looking ahead to the IPL already. Just that it, possibility of the tie coming right in. Um, we were overdue a tie, actually, in IPL, but um, it's, a, it's a very good shout, yeah. I think when we were betting it last year, it was going off about 48, 46. So okay. you really weren't talking very much to mm. half it. I, I've been through the results, and even, obviously, when I had a tie, there were a lot of, like, Matches won off the final ball or the penultimate ball or teams winning by one and two runs. So you work far away at all. Like Ed said, if you just want to trade it, there's definitely mm. scope. Okay, thanks, fellas. Top three in the betting still to come. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meanwhile, we have a present for you because at the Cobb, we think of you, the listener, and, and our present is a little bit more from Hawkins, uh, who is going to tell us who the top five bowlers to follow on the top bowler markets for individual innings are. Edward, over to you. Yeah, in reverse order, not all of these value. We're still going to start with Shaheen Afridi, who's been winning 20% of the time for Lahore, which is not a great um, hit rate for him. So he's certainly not going to be going off anywhere like, near like uh, four to one. Isanullah and Abbas. At 21 and 25% respectively, both for Multan. Uh, Shadow just mentioned him for Zalmi at 28.5. Um, but I think the guy here we can return to pretty consistently throughout this tournament with Shadab Khan, Islamabad United, winning 30% of the time. And all these stats consider the new Betfair Sportsbook rules. So there's no dead heats anymore. And they split dead heats by how many runs these polders have conceded and Shadab as a spinner really should be keeping things pretty tight. So I think Shadab's a good follow. Thanks, Hawkins. Typically sexy stat work there. But now back to the slightly more mundane form of the team analysis. And I wish we have Islamabad United coming around the corner at around nine to two. And it's it's back to you. Yeah, uh, third 
Place finished last time, batting rank number two, bowling rank number four, possible 11 for you, Hales, Monroe, Shadab at three, Salman, Azam Khan, Haider, Saeed Ali, Imad Wasim, Mahim Ashraf, one of my favourite players, Nassim Shah, Mills or McCoy, and then Roman Reyes has been uh, particularly reliable in this. Imad Wasim, 26% win rate on top bats uh, for uh, Karachi. Um, over the last two seasons. I think this is probably the best balanced team in it, but I've been saying that for two seasons and they've still not won it, so not really sure. They've only once not made it out of the group in PSL, um, so they're pretty solid. Paul, is, is Ed right? He is, yeah, and in defence of him picking Islamabad in recent years, they haven't done so badly, and I, I think you can read, I'm pretty sure we said this, the exact show last year, and the same thing applies. There's a gulf here. The top three sides are superior. They look quite a lot superior than the other three. And, you know, Islamabad have only come up short in years when Moulton and Lahore have been winning it. So no reason why they can't get through somewhere. Um, I think it's a really stellar lineup. Nothing wrong with it at all. Very well balanced. And you have to think stronger for having Imad Wasim and Nassim Shah. So contenders for me. Okay, um, good golf pun there. Paul Gustamati, I like that. Um, Richard Mann, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Def- definite contenders. A real powerhouse middle order as well. I like that a lot. Azam were fantastic last year and Fahim as well. Got, uh, got the moment of that brilliant one, Chase, I mentioned earlier. Slightly worried about Alex Hills up top, if I'm honest. Um, Poor in the bash. I wonder if he's the player he was. Um, but the thing about Alex Hills is he won't waste any time um, letting us know, uh, you know, and they've got so much depth in the batting lineup. If he has a poor season, I still think they'll be okay. Um, really strong contenders. Okay, um, how do we bet United, Paul and then Richard? Well, again, building on what Rich said. Um, first of all, I think that's really important, having a good middle order. I think that could be the key to winning this tournament, is to having those hitters at the death who can get you over the line in those huge chases and get you up to 220 rather than 200. And they definitely tick the boxes for that. So again, I'm going to say back them late runs. The examples Rich mentioned earlier, like 67 off, um, 57 off four overs. So that's 14, just over 14 and over. That is doable. That happens quite a lot. Yet when it, And yet, generally speaking, at that stage in the game, you're talking at least four to one, five to one, could be even eight to one, 10 to one. This is a team that could definitely land a few of them. Okay, Richard. Exactly what Paul said. Um, I'd be looking for him. Ashri, Ashraf, sorry, uh, finished up batting number six for these last year. Interesting what sort of price he's going off, but I'd be more interested in that powerhouse middle order first and second innings. Okay. Uh, the top two in the betting. Next, we're not sure they'll be split, but we'll go to last year's runners up first. The Moulton Sultans at um, seven to two projected his Hawkins. Yes, finished uh, runners up last season. Uh, batting rank, bowling rank, two and three respectively. Rizwan, 38% on your top bat. Abbas, as I mentioned, uh, 25% possible. 11 for you, Usman Khan. Uh, remember that incredible innings, 120 off 46 balls, I think, at Raul Pindi, actually, as we mentioned earlier. Rizwan, uh, opening a batting with Hendricks. David Milan, Iftikar, Kushtil, who is one to watch on your top bowlers, by the way, last two years winning at about 17%. The first season of those two years, uh, he was opening the bowling, was used less last 
season, but they could return to him and look for prices, big ones, five, sixes, something like that. Uh, Willie or Jordan, Asamamir, Abbas, Dahani and Topley completing it. Okay. Um, Moulton have been runners-up in the last two editions, Richard Mann. Is this third time lucky? No, I don't think they'll win it this year. I think they've looked very strong. Um, I just think there's a couple of sides better than them this year. A slight concern as well. Look, it looks a good middle order, doesn't it? Rizwan, Hendricks and Milan. But I'd just be slightly concerned that they might be a little bit go slow. They might just like the fireworks to win this competition. We're talking about teams making 230s and 240s. Milan, Hendricks and Rizwan, are they going to score quickly enough? That's the negative, but they're obviously a strong team. Okay, uh, Paul. Um, I think you've got to respect them. They're definitely containers given their record, but I think they're slightly down in previous years. Um, the thing that particularly struck was the batting. They've lost Seamus Sood, Riley Rousseau, also Pollard, the finisher. Rich mentioned those guys who might well slow it down a little bit. I just wonder if they're going to be a bit lopsided, really. Too, too, but their bowling is outstanding, no question about it. Um, but I would put them below Islamabad, for example. Okay. How do we bet them, Richard? Nothing stands out for David Willey. I hope he plays. He's been a really good performer in this competition. Top bowler market for them. I'd be interested in what sort of price he goes off. Left arm, a bowling at the death as well. But that would be about it for now. Okay, Paul? Uh, Ed's already said it. Mohamed Rizway and top bat at enhanced odds. You know, the odds of the stats that he mentioned, I think, made him about six to four chance. And that includes alongside Sam Masood and Riley Rousseau. So um, I think if you're getting nine to f- even nine to four enhanced, that's a good price. Okay. And that leaves us with solely the holders, Lahore Quillanders, at seven to two projected on that first sportsbook and the exchange um, to cover. Hawkins is a low down for us. Yeah, they're, they're the winners, as you just said. Batting rank four, bowling rank one. Fakas Aman, 35% is your top bat. Follow. Uh, Afridi, Shaheen Shah Afridi uh, won the top bowler market 20% of the time, but you won't get any value on him. Uh, he's not going to be four to one. There is no Rashid Khan. He has ruled himself out. He played 11 games last season, so that leaves a significant hole. Possible 11 for you is for Kazaman, Abdullah Shafiq, Shai Hope, Rassi van der Dussen, Baig, Raza, Vitsa, Gulam, Raf, Afridi, and Zaman Khan. Um, Hope or Billings as keeper, probably uh, Rashid Khan, as I said, injured. Um, I'm not sure they've got um, great coverage for spin, considering they're without Rashid, but they could pick somebody up um, before this tournament starts to keep an eye on that. Okay. Okay. Um, What do you reckon, Paul? Third straight win for Lahore? Um, Yeah, I think they are definitely the team to be. They have to be with those stats. Again, really... Flawless side, perfectly balanced. I don't think Raluzi Mashi can't make that much difference to them. Um, I think they're very well balanced. The fact they've got David Visa and Sikanda Raza in the middle, solid. Rassi Van Dusen's a big pickup. Shea Hogg's another decent pickup. They've got to be there or thereabouts. Okay, Richard? Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, look, if, if you think it's close, I think the lesson isn't it I'll always go with the best bowling attack and even without Rashid that is just a, a brilliant bowling attack and that's what you'll need 
I suppose Van der Dussen and Hope, will they slow them down in the middle potentially, but Raza struck at 169, I think, last year. I had a great time. If he does the same again, he'll get them out of a hole at the death. Um, they're going to be really hard to stop again. They've got that pedigree as well, so that's another tick in their box. Okay, um, ways to play on this lot before we go about picking our top four and winner, please, Richard. Yeah, Raza, oh, I've just mentioned Sikander Raza. He was superb for them last year. Um, he only won the man of match market once, but that might be enough to make it pay, depending if, if he goes off sort of 16 to 1, which I think he could do batting in the middle order. Um, he, he's the one for late fireworks, so I'll be keeping an eye on him in that market. Okay, and Paul? Uh, firstly, I love that Sikander Raza. I've got it written down um, as well from past tournaments. But for Lahore, simply, if you get 7 to 2, Back into the title, you'll get be able to lay that back at much shorter later on. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, did I miss something? No, keep moving. Okay, um, thanks, fellas. That is your Pakistan Super League team by team all wrapped up. But who makes it to the playoffs and who wins this thing? Can Richard Mann get a hat trick of franchise league wins? So many questions. Um, what are the answers you may ask? Richard Mann, you're going first, and then Paul Krishnamati, top four and winner, please. Right, okay. Um, so fourth, Multan Sultans, Zalmi third, Islamabad United are going to finish runner up, and Lahore, sorry to be boring, but they're going to win it again. Very similar for me. Fourth, Zalmi, third, Multan. Second is Lamavad, first Lahore. Okay, Hawkins, you're looking coy there in the corner. I don't think you're getting away here without putting your neck on the line. Come on. Well, I mean, I'll probably, I don't know about a top four, but I, I, I expect um, on betting betfair you may see a, a tip of Islamabad United if, if they're the right price. There you go. Okay, there we go. You had it from the horse's mouth. Right. Lovely stuff. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair for every Pakistan Super League game previewed there by Hawkins. The Cobb returns next week to preview the third test between India and England. I've been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann. And we wish you a lovely week in the meantime.